You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. Today I have with me Dr. Joel Gaydar. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited we're doing this. I know we were supposed to do this a few weeks ago and then things changed and... It's it's been a crazy year, you know. That the everything changes, and even in the office, you know, there's a lot of a lot more emergencies and random things, and even uh, COVID things. Like you got to get it done when you got to get it done. So, <laughs> yeah, and Making and medical things, um, <laughs> medical emergencies take precedence over this podcast. However, we're finally doing it. I know that you have so much to offer. My viewers are just gonna love it. I know it's gonna be so inspirational. Um, so I'm gonna read to you guys a little bit about Dr. Gator. Here we go. So Dr. Joel Gator Warsh is a board certified pediatrician in Los Angeles, California, who specializes in integrative medicine and is the host of the Raising Amazing podcast. He has worked in private practice in Beverly Hills before founding his current practice, Integrative Pediatrics and Medicine in 2018. Dr. Gator has published research in peer reviewed journals on topics including childhood injuries, obesity, and physical activity. He has been featured in numerous documentaries, films, podcasts, and articles, including Broken Brain, Dr. Nandy Show, CBS, LA Parent, Mind Body Green, and many others. He is also the owner of IntegrativePediatrics.com and is the host of the Integrative Pediatrics Summit. He is a consultant for high-profile pro- brands in the health and wellness space. Um, Dr. Gator, is there anything that you aren't doing, and how do you have time <laughs> Um, I'm trying to fit in as much as I can, but you know, it's been a, again, it's a crazy time. So I'm, I'm trying to spend more family time now. You know, I think that's super important with everything going on. And definitely if there's one thing, you know, I feel like has come, that's good from the pandemic is, is a little bit more family time. So I'm trying to be really good about only doing so many podcasts and so many whatever. So I think, you know, that's what, where we're at, but definitely doing a good chunk of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like you definitely, you keep busy and you're helping people, which is great. Um, so you're going to be talking about the radical middle way. Do you want to tell us what that is? And also, I would just love to hear your story about how you even got into what you do and everything. Sure. So let me start with the story of what I got into first, and then we'll go into the, the middle way. Um, so I, I am a fully board certified pediatrician. I did all the regular training, but I just got a little bit frustrated with the regular system and the super short visits and treating everything with a medication all the time. I had seen so many uh people or kids or even had friends that had chronic illness that they went to the doctor doctor didn't really have a good solution for them then they went to a natural doctor and it got better and i was Mm -hmm. like wait what what is going on here why are all these people going to you know natural practitioners and getting better when they've been through the medical system for so long and there isn't really great answers and so that's what really led me to start learning about natural medicine and and alternative medicine i'm not against western medicine at all i just think there's a time and a place and there's so many other uh, philosophies and, and traditions and, and supportive, supporting systems out there that can be very valuable to us today. Um, and so that's where just learning about those and balancing between both worlds has been really helpful in my practice where, where we do a little bit of, of both. So that's kind of what, how I got here today. And, and um, you know, just in general, when I first started, I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but it really seems like people are, you know, very 
especially in Los Angeles, people are really starting to get into alternative medicine and they're really understanding the benefits that, that, that you can find from that. And so people are seeking it out and we got busy really, really fast, um, which is great. And lots of celebrities come to the office and politicians and, and all sorts of crazy, you know, interesting people. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. It seems like people are really into this. And so then I started just thinking, well, if this, this information is great, but you know, in the office, you're only getting it to a few people. So really I want to get, you know, more in the, the public space and start doing more talking and speaking and podcasts and, and summits. And that's what really led to doing some of those events. And we had a first pediatric summit that had 20,000 parents sign up. So it was really, really cool. Oh um, so that, that's kind of how, you know, we got here today and I just trying to keep spreading that message. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. And I personally am a fan of holistic anything and everything because mm -hmm. you do need to look at the whole picture. And so I love that you are spreading awareness of what you're doing you're, and you're teaching. You're teaching. Like It's interesting because the reason why I do my show is for the same exact reason. I always say I want to be able to help more than just the people that come to my couch, which mm -hmm. now it's a couch, but it will be a different <laughs> <laughs> So, so I get it. I mean, we have, we have messages to share. And so I love that you are, you're sharing your message. Thank you. And then, so the second part of the question about the, the radical middle way. So I think it's important to just tell a little bit of a story about where the middle way comes from as a philosophy. I'm not uh, particularly religious. I'm not Buddhist, but I think there's a lot to learn from, uh, traditional traditional medicine traditional philosophy and there's a great story about siddhartha who you know becomes the buddha he becomes the enlightened one where he was born a, a prince father of the king very 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 wealthy family and the father really wanted to uh, make sure that he never felt any pain and really was uh, outside of the world you know lived in the castle didn't really know anything about uh the problems of the world but as he got older he realized that he wasn't very happy. He started learning about life outside the palace and, and wanted to go see it. After asking his father many, many times to go, finally the, dad, the, the king let him go out into the world. But the king told the, the servants, you know, don't let him see anything. Don't let him see any of the real world. I don't want him to know this. But what, obviously when he was out in the real world, he saw pain, he saw suffering, he saw hunger, uh, poverty. And, and this really um, touched him. And he, you know, he was already having second thoughts about this this lavish lifestyle and he decided that you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the palace life and i'm gonna go live as as a beggar you know maybe i'll be happier if i don't have anything so he he was out in the world for many years and, and really didn't have anything was very nomadic um but also at, you know at the same time was was also still not very happy and then one day he was by the water saw a boatman who was tuning an instrument with three strings one uh, had a really high pitch twang one a really low pitch and then one sounded you know, beautiful, just right, just like, you know, Goldilocks and three bears. And then he had this epiphany um, that we need to be, you know, he should be living the middle way, not, you know, the lavish lifestyle isn't necessarily the best, you know, being a poor beggar isn't necessarily the best, but there's, there's, you know, a middle way. And then, you know, he went on to become the Buddha and spread this message of, of the middle way and balance. And so that's, that's where that, that concept of the middle way comes from. And then to me, you know, radical middle way is, is really thinking of, well, we're so out of balance right now. The world is so out of balance. Humans are out of balance. Relationships are out of balance. Medicine is out of balance. Health is out of balance. And so the concept of being radical and being in the middle and being more balanced, that, that to me is like really where we need to be. We need to be radical. 
which seems like a crazy thing when it comes to balance, but most people are on two sides. They're just fighting about everything. We seem divisive about all mm -hmm. topics and we need to be radical and come back to the middle and, and be more balanced. So that, that's, that's where I come from that, where I come up with that concept. What's coming to me is it's also about being intentional. Mm -hmm. Like be intentional about being balanced. Correct. That's making the radical decision to just to be there, to go there, to make it happen. Exactly. And to, and to think about it, to think about, you know, what are you doing? What 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 uh, message is it sending with what you're doing? And, and how does this you know affect you and, and your family? And I'm a pediatrician, so I'm always thinking about, you know, kids and the family and seeing that situation from you know health perspective more so. Um, but it's it's very obvious that we're out of balance on everything. I mean, you can go onto social media any day and look at any Facebook discussion and it just pretty much turns into arguing all the time. And I remember, you know, a few years ago, it was like, you look at pictures of puppies and, and, and you know, funny injuries of dads or, or whatever. And now it's like, you know, political stuff and anger and fighting about everything. And, and that there's no good that comes from that. And, and mm -hmm. that div division seems to be seeping into all aspects of our, our world. Yeah, there's so much againstness and mm -hmm. there's also so much fear. There's a lot, there's this energy of fear that's in the world. And so, and I, I would love you to speak to this. You know, I work with my clients on, well, okay, so you can't control what's going on outside of you, but you can control what you let in. Mm -hmm. And so my question would be, so when there's all this disarray going on outside, how do you work with people to help them bring that balance? It's a really good question. And for, you know, for me, it's control what you can control. That's a big mm -hmm. aspect of parenting. It's a big aspect of parents' relationships. It's a big aspect of, of what I do as a healthcare practitioner. And going back to being out of balance, that's not what you see a lot of when you get regular care these days. A lot of medicine is, is focused on treatment, right? You have a symptom and then you get a medication. But what's not focused on is the prevention, is the discussion, is talking about balance and what you can control. So for me, I call it the, the seeds of health is, is one of the big things that people can do to help you know gain their control back. So seeds or the foundations being uh, stress, environment and toxins, um, exercise, diet, and sleep. So just thinking about those basic foundations, the things that you can control. And if you start to refocus back on some of those things, then you see your health get, go into a better direction, your relationships go into a better direction, you're happier, your mood is improved, and you start seeing health changes. And and especially with the pandemic, you know, people forgot about a lot of this stuff. You know, we know if there's one thing you can do from a natural perspective that's helpful, it's vitamin D, but yet we were inside all the mm -hmm. time, right? And we had, we weren't in some places able to go out and exercise all the time where you, you know, you still can't really uh, very easily go to the gym in, in certain locations. And all these things are extremely important. And you have to remember to focus on those things and find a way to do it. Um, I know even for my wife, you know, she loves exercising and that really threw her off balance because um, she just couldn't do the exercising that she needs to, to, to keep herself healthy and happy. And then that throws off her mood and then it throws off everything. So it's about mm -hmm. coming back to that and those simple things. Yeah. And it's about self-care. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, I would say it's not selfish, it's self-full. Like we really do need, and we're the only ones who truly know what works best for us in terms of our mm -hmm. self-care. So we need to listen to that and do whatever we need to do to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, for me, it's a lot of parents that I work with, but the concepts hold true, whether you're parents or not, it's, you know, you have to find time for your for yourself, right? People, we are all so stressed. I mean, the world is stressful as it is, but then the pandemic threw gasoline on a fire. 
And we have to remember to take time for ourselves, no matter what's going on out there. Cause you can't be a good, you can't be a good parent. You can't be a good um, you know, husband or wife or partner. Uh, if you aren't taking care of yourself, you have to make sure to take care of yourself first, and then you can take care of the, the relationship or, or your children. You got to do, you know, both, I think, but you can't, well, we get so out of balance and we just focus on making sure our partner's happy or making sure our children are happy versus taking care of ourselves. And, and a lot of, you know, we remember like what's the most important thing to a kid is to have a happy parent, to have a good relationship with their parents. That's what they care about most. So if you're not taking the time to, uh, you know, go for a walk outside, get some exercise, eat right, prepare your meal, you know, one meal that you don't prepare, it's not a big deal. But if over a whole year you're eating out all the time you're not eating healthy food you're not exercising that affects who you are that affects your health that affects your mood that affects your life <laughs> yeah i mean we are what we ate but we are what we eat we literally are exactly literally yes yeah. so important um <laughs> and as you were talking i'm just thinking that something that i always say happy me happy we mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay well since we were just talking about relationships what what do you think what's your advice for people when it comes to restoring balance within your romantic relationship you know we just went through this pandemic there's mm -hmm. so much togetherness time that the i what i've been talking about a lot is that the lines have been blurred between like work self and then also romantic self romantic togetherness mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like in your world, what you've been talking about with people was about how to have that balance in your relationship, balancing the work and the life and the kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I think I see, I have a pretty unique perspective on, on relationships because I see uh, parents all the time and I, and I see what they're going through from, you know, the medical visits and just, you know, kind of over time seeing things change. And I, and I, I feel like over the last year, you know, obviously the pandemic well, no, for sure. The pandemic has affected everybody and mental health has been severely affected. People were more depressed. They're more anxious. They're having all sorts of mental health issues that they maybe were never having before. Um, and there's just huge fear uh, about uh, their own health, about their parents' health, about their kids' health that we never really had before. I mean, there's always some concern about health, but I think that it's just so hyper-focused because of social media and seeing it all the time. But that has become a major stressor that was never there before compounding all the other stressors, like how am I gonna provide for my family? How am I gonna make money? I lost my job, what, you know, all the other things that people have gone through. And so relationships between, you know, parents or, or couples or partners, I think that's taken a back seat. It's really taken a back seat. Um, like anything for, for humans, you know, we do what we need to do in the moment to survive, mm -hmm. right? Just like the fight or flight response, you do what you need to do with, you know, you have a cortisol surge and epinephrine and all the, the hormones that keep you alive, like if a tiger's coming to get you, but, but you know, we're not necessarily having a tiger come to get us right now. These are more long-term issues. And so that's something that I think now as hopefully things are starting to you know, continue to improve, we have to go back and say, okay, I've been in this stressed out state for a long time. We, you know, haven't been, focusing on a relationship. We have, you know, been at home for almost a whole year. We haven't seen people. We have done, uh, you know, a we've had a very different lifestyle. And we have to identify that and, and acknowledge it and try to take small steps to go back, you know, to some sense of normalcy and decrease that stress. That might mean turning off your social media, 
right? Turning off the news, turning off social media, stop, you know, hearing every single piece of news every five minutes that says the world's going to end. You know, you, you got to turn that off and, and have some breaks from that. <clears throat> Second, you have to spend some time focus on the relationship. And if you've been, you know, at home forever, you know, maybe it's time to take a, a vacation. Maybe it's time to take a trip, even if it's a road trip to the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, just, just spending time doing some of those things that, that you were doing before that we, we took for granted. And if there are things that make you happy, like gardening or dance or exercise, well, hopefully some of those things are opening back up now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't feel bad about taking the time to do that because you have to work on these things. And we've moved in one direction and we have to go back now. You know, this was such an extreme year, right? It was so out of balance in terms of everything that we had to deal with. Um, but it's not the normal and, you know, there's been so many crazy things that happened in the world over time. You know, there's been a Holocaust, there's been, uh, there's wars, there's famine, there's uh, tornadoes, there's all sorts of natural disasters and, and things that have happened. But it always, you know, we always have a terrible time and then things end and it gets better. <clears throat> and so I think you just have to remember that th- this is, a, you know, this is going to end, things will get better. And so slowly now, as you can, as is reasonable with wherever you live and the time that you have in the finances, start to take those steps back to a focus on your relationship because it's really important and you can't neglect it forever, you know, or everybody ends up with my wife or you. <laughs> and, you know, I said, right. and, and, and the divorce rate went way through the roof, right? It, you know, it was nothing for a while. And then now it's crazy. And my wife, whose you know, phone rings off the hook all the time because you really, you know, you really, she's when you're a divorce stuck, lawyer, <clears throat> she's a divorce she's lawyer. Right yeah. So you're, you're, you know, if you're stuck with one person for, a whole year and it's not the right partner it's gonna it's gonna the cracks will break through at that point so <laughs> i think well, you'll see it i keep saying that covid doesn't cause divorces these are things that were already there that you know what it's meant to be i believe that well i believe everything's meant to be everything happens in divine timing mm-hmm. and so if someone is going to discover that they're going to be getting divorced because of this time i just believe it was a matter of time mm-hmm I, I, I agree. I, I agree totally. And I, I just think that um, because of what everybody went through, it's it's put a lot of pressure on relationships because you know, you're stuck in theory in the same room, you know, the same house, whatever amount of space you have with that one person for a full, you know, you're not going to work. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe your kids aren't in school. You're just, you're having to deal with, with many more issues than you ever had to do. So it's putting, you know, all of those pillars of a relationship really into play in a very hyper-focused, hyper, you know, hyper-drive kind of way. And so those things shine through. And if you don't have the teamwork, uh, if you can't compromise, if you if you aren't in the same place, if you don't have the same values, <clears throat> that's going to show during this time, I think, more than, than anything. And, and that's what I think we have seen is just, you know, we've come to the realization maybe faster than you would have because you had to handle stresses that you never would have had to handle before in a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, it's in your face. There's nowhere to go. And smart people will look at those things instead of not looking at them. You know, because you have nowhere to physically go and this is the person to talk to, it's turning inward versus going elsewhere and turning outward to really look at what's going on in your relationship and communicate. Without exactly. Fear. Yeah. And, and I find for, for Sarah and I, you know, this, it's been a whole new world of communication this year. There's just so many things that we, you know, couldn't do that we usually do, you know, traveling, 
You know, it's like, well, right. I haven't been on a big trip in forever. And that's like a big part of what I love to do and what she loves to do as well. But we just, you know, we find ways we went, you know, shorter trips, car trips, uh, you know, things that you could do. Um, and you just, you have to compromise and figure out together, okay, well, what are you going to do? you know, to keep you happy. How are you going to, how are you going to exercise? You know, we bought a spin bike. It's like, okay, we have one in our, in our house, you know, you need to do what you need to do to get through it, you know, based on what's important to both of you. And you either come together in a crisis or you get pushed apart. And, and, you know, we're seeing a, a lot of that. And I think a lot of relationships are a lot stronger at this point, but a lot are, are definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it just has brought everything to the surface. Mm -hmm. for the highest good of all concerned. It is for the best, even though I would say that life happens for you, not to you. You know, no one's a victim in this. Everything is happening for a reason, for our learning, for our growth, for us getting to be closer to ourselves so that we can be closer with our significant other and the world. Yeah, and it, it, a lot, you're always going to have bumps along the way. I mean, this was a big bump, right? But everybody's going to have things that are thrown at them. And it's really just about how you respond to those yeah. things, how you respond as a person, how you respond as a couple. No, no couple is going to go 50 years together and not go through some crises, you know, with death in the family or sickness or, or whatever. I mean, everybody is going to go through that over, over a marriage. So you really have to, it really just depends on how you respond to it. And the pandemic to me is no, no different. It's just, this is, this is something that I don't think that we, that I in my entire lifetime have seen anything like this. I think this is one of the biggest issues probably for our, you know, our generation, um, if not the biggest, but there's always, there's always things. I mean, there's a lot of people that have had worse problems in their life than the pandemic has brought for them. So th there's always something and it's just how you respond. It, it, one of the greatest things about everything that's gone on, bless everybody's souls who has lost a loved one and who has left this earth, um, is this is one experience that has, that goes across race, gender, socioeconomic status, like everybody has experienced this. And so in so many ways it has brought us as a society closer together. Yes, there are so many things that are so against us at this time, but in terms of relatability, everybody experienced this. Everybody did. Everybody did. Everybody went through a hardship and we all went through it together in a way, but it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting thing because I talk about it a lot on the podcast as well. Um, cause it, we're, you know, we focus a lot on the mental health aspect of things, which, you know, I think is very relevant here is that every, you know, we, we have been isolated to a degree, right? You, people were at home, a lot of zoom calls. So yes, we had some connection, but it was very different. But what, what I have seen as a doctor, which is different than I think most people is I still see people all the time. Right. I, I, I yeah. even through the pandemic, I was still working and still seeing people every day. And there it's very calm. It was a common thing to see everybody was going through very similar mental health concerns. And, and most people think it's them, but it's not true. We're all going through it together. We're just not necessarily experiencing it together, but we're experiencing very similar things. And I think there's a lot of power um, in knowing that you're part of a tribe, part of a community. Mm -hmm. There, you know, You're not the only one. And, and just the more that we talk about it, the more that we discuss it, I think the more that it helps people because they realize, oh, you know, okay, everybody else was having trouble too. Every, you know, my, my kids watch more TV than normal. Okay, I guess that's fine. Everybody else's kid watch more TV. Oh, you know, I, I was a little bit more sad over the last couple of months. Well, maybe it's not, maybe it's not my husband. Maybe it was me. Maybe I was just sad. Maybe everybody was sad and it's, you know, it's not their fault and I should give them a little bit more break. Or maybe my husband or wife or partner was, was you know, I wasn't realizing what they were going through, what issues they were 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 dealing with, and and the way that they were acting, maybe not 
you know, wasn't the way that I would do it, but I understand what they are going through because everybody's going through something. And that, that understanding and that acknowledgement, I think can help open discussions and help the healing begin. It's compassion. Mm-hmm. I feel like our level of compassion has risen and hopefully it, it stays there. I, I hope so. I, I hope that the level of compassion increases and also a focus on health um, yeah. increases. Yeah. I think, you know, we've talked about health more than ever before. And I hope that, mm-hmm. you know, from this, especially when, you know, specifically to health, we know that with the pandemic, the biggest risk factor is 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 other other diseases and other comorbidities and you know, obesity and um, diabetes and other health complications. We know that that makes you know coronavirus worse, but it, it, that's true of a- anything. And I hope people remember that yeah. moving forward and yeah. and understand that they have to put a priority on themselves uh, and their health. And that comes from you know the, the relationship, the stress, everything that you're doing. You have to prioritize that because at the end of the day, if you if you aren't, you're going to be susceptible to whatever comes our way in the future. Well, I do feel like my sense is that most people will continue to focus on their health and make sure that they are being as healthy as possible, hopefully. And regardless, we just know that we can still share that message and spread that awareness mm-hmm. um, to just make sure that people stay healthy. And for me, I hope that people stay germophobic because <laughs> I've always been a germaphobe and I love getting in an elevator now and seeing other people like use a wipe or like I don't even use an elbow like but I don't have to be the only one doing this now so I hope that people stay germophobic also I I, I think that we're gonna see that I, I you know like everything we talked about it's all about balance and you don't you don't want to be too germaphobic right. because you still want to go out in the world and you still want to be able to be around people. And, you know, I hope that we can you know hug again and shake hands and all those things on a regular basis. Cause I think that that is important, you know, in terms of connection as well, even, you know, as it goes to relationships, if you're like super, super, super germaphobic, then it's like, it makes it really hard to be in a relationship right, I right. Be around somebody or get a hug. So I think, you know, it goes both ways, but I think people were so complacent for a long time with their health. I mean, even just as simple as like going to work sick, you know, it's like, yeah please stay home like if you're not feeling good let's 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 appreciate and understand that that we should be allowing people to have more time off if they need to if you're not feeling good people shouldn't take advantage of it but i think it's important that if you're not feeling good stay home if you if you do have symptoms and you must go out somewhere i think it's fine to wear a mask if if doesn't it doesn't have to be just a pandemic thing i think if you have to go somewhere so be it um but i think that you know at the end of the day um bacteria and germs are good too. There's a good and a bad, right? We're made up of bacteria. So we don't want to be completely germophobic. We don't want to wipe everything down, but you know, a kid with a runny nose, we should be wiping that down. So other kids aren't all getting sick. I think that's fine. Right. It's just, it's just about balancing the world and recognizing that, you know, it's, it's not okay to just go to a group of kids with your sick kid, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever flu or whatever disease they have, let's, let's keep those to ourselves. <laughs> well, I think people have seen how, how easily it is to spread viruses. So mm-hmm. I think people have been educated now. Hopefully they'll be smarter in the future. Yeah. Okay. We are, we're almost out of time. I want to talk about, um, I know you wanted to talk about nature and the plant. So yeah, I, I think and that all goes together in terms of balance, but we're, we're very clearly out of balance when it comes to the planet with, with all of these things. I mean, we, we just, we, we lack an awareness of where our food comes from. 
how you know how how things are made, what what pollution is doing to to everyone, what the toxins in the world are doing to everyone, and chronic disease is skyrocketing. I mean, almost fifty percent of kids have a chronic disease at this point, and mm. and and more than that, more than that is adults. More than fifty percent, you know, are on medications, and mm -hmm. so we're we're clearly out of balance. And and I was watching the David Attenborough. Um, his latest special, and he was showing, you know, Chernobyl, and he was talking about how you know, this is like a crazy, crazy experience, and 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 you know, we've done so much damage there, but then you know, you show it now, and it's all green, and everything's growing back. And we it's like, saw that actually. And he's like, you know, we have to make a decision as to how we're going to handle the, the planet. The planet's going to be okay, you know. It's just whether you know we're going to decide whether we want to be a part of it or not. We, we we're so disconnected from nature. We we don't know where food comes from. We don't grow our own food anymore. We, we ship things across the world. We, we just take so much for granted and we can only push the planet so far. Um, and, you know, our, our health is intimately connected with the planet's health and we're not going to be healthy, um, you know, unless we, unless we fix where we're, where we're living. And, and the classic example is, is like the fishbowl. You know, you have a, a fish in a tank that's full, full of chemicals and, and, you know, it's all cloudy versus, um, you know, the other fish tank. You can't give that fish medicine to make it better. You got to clean the water right and that's the same you know same thing for us we're, we're just you know really smart fish or really smart plants we need healthy food we need healthy air we need water it's got to be clean it's got to be toxin free and we're just you know completely surrounded by chemicals all the time and so i, I think just you know in general when we're talking about balance that's that's a huge uh huge place to focus on over the next 10 20 years um because we saw i mean we saw how much how much healing the planet did even in just a few months when we yeah. were the pandemic. I mean, it's, it's not crazy. as much. It's yeah, not I mean, there. I mean, Los Angeles had the best pollution day it had on record ever during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, it, like it doesn't, it, it shows you how amazing and resilient the world is. If you give it a chance, if you give it a chance mm -hmm. of if like, you know, we, if we give the world a chance and we don't, you know, we're not in the ocean and the, the animals get to talk to each other more when, when we're not there, you know, that mm -hmm. we're, I saw, you know, videos of turtles on the beaches that, you know, they, they don't go back into the, out from the water back on the, until the humans leave. And then they're having the best birth year ever because there's no humans there. You know, it's just, there's so many things that we do that we don't think about um, that, you know, I hope over time, this will at least make us a little bit more conscious of. I don't assume that humans are just going to stop doing all those things in, in general, but I think if we're a little more conscious of it, then we mm -hmm. can, um, you know, hopefully live a little bit more sustainably. Yeah, well, being conscious and aware is the first step. And when I was just thinking about how there was less driving and less pollution, and it was all, it's also like that there was just a slowing down. People mm -hmm. just stopped running all the time. And we've seen some, we can work from home. You can't always, but mm -hmm. a lot of people can work from home. <laughs> we don't have to drive as much. Right. We don't have to be constantly running from meeting to meeting and making ourselves crazy. It's, it is about slowing down and balance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we, and, you know, people forgot about family, forgot about being home. They forgot about, you know, all those other things that we just, you know, you, you just take for granted now and you, you don't necessarily need to drive to work. Maybe you don't need to work as much. Maybe you do. I know everyone's a little different, mm -hmm. but you know, 5% of people don't drive to work anymore. And, you know, some people, spend more time with their family and some people spend more time with gardening and um, you know, a lot of people have moved out of cities and, and if that trend continues, then hopefully that will just continue to pick up steam and every little bit 
helps. You know, it doesn't have to be all perfect, but right. if, if we decrease pollution by 1%, that's, you know, it's good. <laughs> it's very good. You know, everything that we do is good. So it, it doesn't, there's no, you know, and even coming back to your own health, it's not that you have to do everything, right? We don't have to do everything for the planet. We don't have to do everything for our health. You don't have to eat, you know, healthy every single day and exercise for three hours every day. You don't have to do it all, but every little bit helps um, to keep you healthier and keep the planet healthier. And to keep you in balance. Exactly. <laughs> Radical balance. Um, okay. So anything else you'd like to add and et cetera. Um, also, I would love you to promote your podcast, everything you have going on, et cetera. Sure. Um, so a couple of places you can find me at Instagram, uh, Dr. Joel Gator, um, or you can go to integratedpediatrics.com. We have a free immunity uh, and wellness masterclass there. So you can go download that. And then the podcast is the Raising Amazing podcast. I do that with uh, Serena Vincent. Uh, she's an actress. She's one of the Power Rangers. Um, she's an amazing uh, woman, actress. And so we, we kind of blend the best of the celebrity world uh, with the medical world. We got lots of celebrities on and we have lots of um, practitioners on. Like we had Malika Chopra, Deepak Chopra's daughter. We had Ian Smith, who's the host of The Doctors. We have uh, Kyla Pratt, who's an actress. So there's a whole bunch of, you know, all different worlds. We kind of bring it together again with balance to talking about celebrity and, and fun things and also talking about medical and it's all in the parenting world. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So, and anything else you would like to add any final words, inspirational words to people? And then I have yeah. a question for you actually. Yeah. I, the, th the thing I always want to leave people with is it's going to be okay. You know, there's so much research out there about disasters and, and, and pandemics and war and all of these things. And, and people end up okay. Most people end up okay. Most kids end up okay. We know that more than 50% of kids in every study that's almost ever been done don't have any long-term effects from any of these things. And then another 25% have very short-term mm -hmm. uh, you know, effects. So just keep that in mind. I think that's empowering to know that, you know, kids will be okay. We will be okay. We will get through this and just, you know, keep the positivity um, and keep working, you know, towards getting back to some semblance of where things used to be, whether it's relationships, whether it's your health, uh, whether it's your family, because together we will, we will come out of this. We will come out stronger. And, and this will be over, hopefully soon. <laughs> yes, it will. And yeah, just resilience. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I look at my son, like he just any little thing, he gets a scrape or anything and he's just bounces right back up. And so it's, all children are like that. All adults are like that. We, we are resilient. We are resilient species. We are. <laughs> okay, my question is, long story short, I'm, you'll have to send this to me. You'll have to email <laughs> me. But speaking of health and everything, my husband needs an adult doctor. I, I don't think you see kids. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that you, the pediatrician sees adults. Um, he, he, I know he would like to start taking better care of himself. So mm -hmm. feel free to refer us a great doctor for him. I will. Um, I'll be happy to, I'll, I'll send you the list of the people that, uh, that everybody loves around here. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so that's it. So thank you so much for joining us. And as always, everybody can reach me at the relationship expert.com. Dr. Gator, Dr. Joel Warsh Gator. <laughs> that is so fun, especially kids with the alligator. <laughs> Lots of alligators around. So fun. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And you're amazing. And thank you everyone for joining us. Join us every week on LA Talk Radio, Love Talk Live. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you.
You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. 